Welcome to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. If you follow my writing online, you probably know by now about my article that was published at the Gospel Coalition on Monday. It was a book review of Rachel Hollis's latest book, her second self-help book. She wrote Girl, Wash Your Face last year. It became a number one New York Times bestseller. And TGC reached out to me in late January, asking me to consider reviewing Girl, Stop Apologizing, a shame-free plan for embracing and achieving your goals. I said yes and immediately set out to read both books. I didn't approach this book review from a void or without some considerable preparation. I have been researching and reading about and writing about and wrestling with our current cultural climate of self now for a couple years. In fact, I wrote a book about it. It's going to be published next year. We do live in a time of self-help, self-realization, self-actualization, pull yourself up, do it yourself, create yourself, brand yourself, invent yourself, be yourself. You are enough just as yourself. This truly is the age of self. So when I read Rachel Hollis's books, I immediately saw what a destructive message they carry. Now, Rachel Hollis claims Christ, both in Girl, Wash Your Face, and all over social media. I'm concerned about her message because it is inconsistent with the message of Christ. No, she did not set out to write Bible studies, and no, she's not seeking to be a Bible teacher, but she's a woman who does proclaim Christ, and she is a woman with a huge Christian following. Therefore, I'm concerned about her message not matching up with what the scriptures have to say. My book review and even this podcast and my subsequent conversations about the book is not an attack on Rachel Hollis. It's not personal. It's a sounding of a public warning about a very public book and a very public movement. There is indeed a time and a place to call out false teaching or to call out negative influences or to just protect the flock to sound the alarm. Colossians chapter two says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy or empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the world, but not according to Christ. Second Timothy chapter four says, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort. Timothy says there's a time coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears, teachers to suit their own passions, and they'll turn away from listening to the truth. He says, always be sober-minded. James 5 says, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, he saves his soul from death and covers a multitude of sins. So we are commanded and called in scripture to look out for one another. Now, I've been in women's ministry for about 20 years. The women of God are precious to me. I feel protected over women who are in the church. I feel a calling to be ready to point my sisters towards sound and solid teaching, but also to steer them away from bad teaching. It's why I read so much. It's why I write a ton of book reviews. And if you, by the way, would like to see some great books written by and for women, just go to my website click on the menu for book reviews, and you will see dozens, maybe even more than a hundred ideas there. 
It's why I write so much. For me, all that reading and all that writing and my my participation in ministry in the local church and even on my blog and in the public bigger church is for discipleship. It's for missions. It's for evangelism. It's to promote the cause of Christ everywhere. He would allow me to do that. I don't enjoy pointing out bad teaching and bad influences. In fact, it really grieves me. I actually rarely do it, and I do it with a heavy and a sober heart, also with much prayer and also much accountability with a community around me seeking Christ along with me, making sure that what I have to say matches up with the scriptures. I've actually only called out um, false teaching publicly through writing one other time. And other than this book review. And that was after the Belong Tour a few years back with Jen Hatmaker and Glennon Doyle Melton. That also was a Christian event that taught and celebrated self, taught and celebrated ideas that are antithetical to the gospel. So know that I wrote that review with much gravity, but I did it because I love the church. I love my sisters in the church. I love women who are being pursued by Christ, women who are perhaps being influenced by both Christ and the church and the world, women who feel like they are sort of caught in the middle. They're considering the world around them. They're considering the claims of Christ. I, that's who I love. That's who I feel called to. That's who I feel very protective over. So my heart for the church, especially for women in the church or women who are being pursued by Christ in the church is that you and I would walk in abundant life, that you and I would experience all the joy that life in Christ has to offer you and me. And the self-help movement is not the path to joy. It is the path to exhaustion. The self-help movement says we've got to create ourselves to be accepted by our friends and our family or even professionally. We have to create our brand. We have to get enough likes. We've got to filter our photos. We've got to manage other people's impressions of us. We pursue self-help in relationships. We pursue it in our physical health, our spiritual health, our mental health, our financial health. We say to one another, oh, do this. Oh, try that. Do more. Try harder. There's a solution for that. Dig deep and you can write your own story. You can command your own destiny. It's there just within your reach. Keep striving. Keep doing. Keep inventing yourself is what we say to one another. It's all over the place. It's in our books. It's in our movies. It's in our social media feeds. It's the it's sort of the message of our culture right now. It's it's everywhere. We're like we're like fish in water. We don't even know it's the water around us. It's the air we're breathing. But it's only as good as we are. The self-help movement, living by yourself for yourself, is only as good as we are. We run out of energy. We mess up. We get tired. We fail. Some may have more capacity than others. You know, there's definitely women out there who have um, just been blessed with an extra measure of energy. But ultimately, for everyone, it's a recipe for disaster. You may go to a conference or read a book and get all pumped up and make your list and chart your goals and make your green smoothie and drink your coffee and go for it, but eventually you will fail because you are a finite human being and so am I. So then what? Then you feel like a failure. Then you feel discouraged. Then you feel without hope. Rachel Hollis's vision for you, the vision she wrote in um, Girl Stop Apologizing and the, the message of every other self-help guru The vision for you is one that leads to exhaustion and burnout. The truth is because it's limited in yourself, it's too small. It's too limited. 
My desire and my drive for myself and for my friends and for all women is that our vision would be bigger, that we wouldn't be satisfied in and of ourselves, that we would know that we ourselves are not actually enough. My hope is that you and I would come to the end of ourselves, that we would surrender, that we would then live for the biggest vision, the grandest purpose, that we would be part, a part of the best story, that we would know our creator, the God who made us, how he made us, why he made us, that we would be plugged into him, the source of life, also the redeemer of life. Our God is not only our maker, but he's also our savior. He's our helper. And beyond that, he's also our goal. He's not only how we live, he's not only how we got here, but he's why we live. He's why we're here. We're in his story. He invited us to find ourselves in him. He asks us to be hidden in Christ, to do all things by him and for him and through him and to him. In this way, he invites us to join something eternal, something that's better than our own limited and finite story. Friends, consider the rest, the peace, the contentment, the joy that is found in walking with Christ. When we surrender and say, my life is not my own, I was bought at a price, and we hand over the reins to our king, we find rest. Paul told the Romans, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We are accepted in him, not condemned. There's no more need to strive. Then Paul told the Ephesians, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It's not self-help. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, not what you have done, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship. He created us in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared that we should walk in them. Our faith is grace. All is grace. You and I have no need to boast. We have no need to fear. Our life's work has already been prepared for us. In Christ, we have a calling. We are invited to participate in whatever the Lord has prepared in advance for us to do. You and I were created on purpose for a purpose. Our God is sovereign. The psalmist says he does all that he pleases. We can trust him. We know the character of our God because we know that Jesus left heaven on a rescue mission for you and for me. We can trust that he has our backs, that he will work out all things, even a bloody, violent death on a cross for our good and for his glory. There is deep rest in him, rest for today, for tomorrow, for eternity. You and I do not need to be exhausted by self-help. We have security and deep love available to us through Christ. Not only that, but we have the ministry of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. He gives us power and help and spiritual gifts and comfort and peace and the fruit of the Spirit. Life in Christ is so much bigger than life in self. That is what I long for, for you and for me. And here's what's crazy. Here is the kicker. And here's what's so easy to forget in the American Christian life. Jesus says that true life is found in him. He says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. True life, abundant life is not found in ourselves. Rather, it is found in self-denial. It is found in the death of self. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. 
It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Colossians 3, 3, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. It's radical. It's countercultural. It's counterintuitive. It doesn't feel right until you've tasted it. It's true. Jesus gave us this promise. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. If we abide in Jesus, our joy may be full. Our joy is full when we stop living by and for ourselves, when we surrender. Our joy is full when we fall on our knees and we reject self-help and we beg God for his help. Our joy is full when we remember our creator and savior, when we live by his strength and for his glory, when all that we do is by his power and it's in order to love him and to love our neighbors. True joy-filled life comes when you and I forget ourselves, when we forget our brand, when we stop striving, stop self-making, and we enjoy the full joy of Jesus. That's why I wrote the book review. That's why my words were firm. This is a matter of life and death, my friends. This is a matter of true life. This is a matter of your exhaustion, your well-being, your soul, where the source of life comes from. I want you and me to live. If these themes excite you as much as they excite me, I look forward to sharing my book with you next year. Hopefully it'll be published next March by Crossway. The title of the book is Enough About Me, Find Lasting Joy in the Age of Self, and I cannot wait to share it with you. Thanks, friends, for listening to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. I look forward to chatting with you next week.